Last weekend alone, the market was bracing for a shutdown of the U.S. government. We dodged that risk. As yields soar to multi-decade highs, the Federal Reserve's higher-for-longer interest rate narrative is beginning to sink in. In today's episode, portfolio managers Winnie Jang, Charles Missy, and your host, Mackenzie Box, discuss prudent ways to play defense in an uncertain environment. They also discuss equity portfolio positioning, structured outcome ETFs, places to park cash, and ways to stay invested. Before we hear from the team, please consider subscribing to Views from the Desk on your preferred podcast platform. And for many more ETF insights and resources, visit BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFS.com. Hello, and welcome back to our BMO ETFs Weekly Insights Podcast with our team of experts. Thank you to everyone for continuing to tune in and to provide comments and questions each and every week. I'm your host today, Mackenzie Box, in product at BMO Global Asset Management. Today, I'm joined by Wing Jang and Charles Missy, who are both portfolio managers on our ETF desk. So a special thank you to both Winnie and Charles for joining me today. Let's dive in. So Winnie, we're going to start with you first. Um, lately, we've seen yields going higher, especially on the long end of the yield curve. Can you tell us a little about what the drivers are behind that and what should investors pay attention to when making allocation decisions in their fixed income portfolios in the in the near term? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yes, so the big story in the market over the last couple of months has been the re-steepening of the yield curve. Uh, We saw the long-term yields rising rapidly, like both U.S. and Canada 10-year yields jump approximately 100 basis points since July, um, as the higher for longer theme become more and more of a consensus amongst investors and traders. And the uh, latest yield uh, increase is really hammering uh, stock and bond prices. Um, Like we saw the S&P 500 dropping more than 4% during uh, September. And you just asked Mackenzie why bond yields are rising. Um, Now, recall during early summer, there was a flash of signs and hope that, you know, the Fed's timing cycle was coming to an end when the Fed took like a hawkish pause in the uh, June FOMC meeting. So with some sort of economic landing built into their forecast for the second half of the year, uh, we saw some investors uh, started buying long-term treasuries, uh, perhaps to lock in that higher yields and earn that capital gain uh, when the Fed starts to pivot. However, uh, that prediction isn't really materializing to the extent they thought. Uh, Just recently, the central bankers confirmed they predict uh, rates will remain elevated for longer, uh, signaling another rate hike to arrive before end of the year. And the Fed is still struggling to pull inflation down to its 2% target, uh, which won't happen until 2026, according to its latest projection. They also took away 50 basis point of uh, cut from their forecast for next year. So investors are now banking on higher yields and higher rate uh, to stick around for longer. And another thing to consider is whether the current 10-year yield uh, sitting at about 
4.7, 4.8% in the U.S. is really that unreasonable. Um, I mean, it might not be cheap enough for some investor to jump in unless they expect the Fed to cut interest rate all the way down to near 0% again. But if inflation proved to be sticky, you know, around its current level, around like 3.7, 3.8%, then that could make sense for the Fed to aim for a higher target inflation. So if you throw in some term premium on top of that, then a mid-high 4% 10-year yield, uh, while very decent, uh, might not be as attractive as it seemed. So all these factors combined with uh, an increase in the long-term, uh, long-end supply might have curbed investor appetite for the long-term treasuries, uh, which sent government bond prices plunging further and yields higher. But does that mean people um, should uh, avoid duration completely? Uh, not necessary, in my opinion, as we believe um, adding duration might make sense in some point down the road. I mean, the Fed will eventually have to cut as those excess saving, uh, which is the uh, stimulus money that people received during the pandemic, will eventually run out and consumption will be dampened and which will cool down the economy. So while it's tough to uh, pick the bottom in the long end, one thing worth keep, keeping in mind is that diversification is king during periods of high uncertainties. And the same goes with quality. Um, it's very important for investors to have a high quality, well-diversified building block in their fixed income portfolio. And um, if you're looking for one, I think the BMO US Aggregate Bond Index ETF, ticker ZUAG, is an excellent choice. It provides exposure to more than 10,000 bonds at approximately 90% of its AUMs A-rated and above. So I think with ZUAG as your core bond holding, complemented by our uh, segmented fixed income ETFs, I think investors can um, adjust their portfolio exposure efficiently and seamlessly uh, while the market may remain volatile for the near term. Great. Thanks, Winnie. Amid high interest rates and market volatility, consider BMO's top three ETFs yielding over 7%. The BMO Covered Call Utilities ETF, ticker ZWU, provides exposure to an equal weight portfolio of utilities, telecoms, and pipeline companies. The BMO Covered Call Canadian Banks ETF, ticker ZWB, invests solely in Canadian financials, presenting an attractive valuation opportunity. And lastly, the BMO Canadian High Dividend Covered Call ETF, ticker ZWC, features solid historical dividend growth. To learn more, visit BMOETFs.com and search for tickers ZWU, ZWB, and ZWC. Charles, next we'll pass it to you. In light of the central banks, both the Fed and Bank of Canada, continued hawkish stance on higher rates for longer and interest rates posting higher and higher day by day, um, and given all the macroeconomic risks, like we saw the, you know, the adverted government shutdown last week and the commercial real estate market with their high vacancy rates, what conversations are you having with clients in terms of equity portfolio positioning and how should they navigate the current challenging market conditions? Thanks, Mackenzie. That's right. Uh, we've been having a lot of conversations with clients on the macro and the condition of the market. Uh, with interest rates setting record high uh, almost every week, uh, it's been difficult for investors to find sector or even investment theme to invest in. Uh, 
most sensitive, sensitive rate sector, such as utilities, real estate, staple, even banks have been under pressure and have underperformed. Broad indices uh, are up year to date. I, I was looking at uh, the market just before coming in. The S&P is actually up plus 10, and the NASDAQ uh, plus 25. But if you look closely at the data, what you realize is that the breadth of the market is actually very, uh, very shallow. Uh, those positive returns are mainly driven by a few, a handful of stock, uh, the so-called magnific Magnificent uh, Seven, the Google, Apple, and NVIDIA, uh, and the likes. So in conversation with clients, what we've been reminding them is the need uh, to be prudent. And we have been highlighting the fact that even though the economy seems resilient, there are still a lot of uncertainty and vulnerability in the market out there. As you said, last weekend alone, the market was bracing for a shutdown of the U.S. government. We dodged that risk. Uh, there is an element of relief in the market today, but uh, that might just be uh, temporary. But even if we take a step back from those immediate risks, that, like the, the shutdown of the U.S. government, the pace of the recent raise on interest rate has been so relentless uh, that eventually something will break. Either rates have to come down significantly, which seem not, or the U.S. economy will. Now, not everything is bad. Significant progress has been made uh, on the inflation front, right? Peak inflation seems to be behind us. And the consensus economic outlook up from the central bank is like we're heading into what they call soft landing of maybe uh, no landing uh, at all with higher interest rate, elevated interest rate. For those who are positive about the economy, they're looking at uh, uh, things like the labor market that have been very, very resilient with no massive uh, layoff despite high rate. Uh, they're looking at things like resurgence in manufacturing activities, and they're looking at uh, the consumer spending that have remained strong, right? Uh, despite all what's, uh, all what's happening out there. And I would add that uh, those indicators have been uh, have been printing higher because of the fiscal policy of the Biden administration that had been uh, supporting, uh, you know, all the renewable energy, the uh, the grid, and the cheap production in in in, in the U.S. But to the extent that central banks are going to keep rates higher for longer, uh, we could see potentially headwind building up for economy uh, of the next couple of years or over next year. As individuals and businesses start renewing their mortgages, those higher rates can really create a crunch cash for, for both of those uh, categories. So our advice to the client has been in terms of in terms of portfolio positioning has been to remain defensive uh, with allocation to uh, low vol, uh, low beta tap strategies, uh, or to be allocating into uh, quality. Uh, company quality stores with large uh, blue chip that have uh, a strong balance sheet that allow them, you know, uh, to weather tightening condition, uh, tightening condition market. But it, you know, the the, the the thing not to do is to try to turn the market because actually nobody is really good at uh, doing so. It might look like a broken record, but uh, our low vol um, ETF ZLB in Canada and ZLU in the US and our quality ETF. ZEQ and uh, ZUQ have been a good investment uh, to, uh, to be invested in. But that must seem like a broken record uh, uh, today because we've been recommending clients to be uh, positioned defensively on those, in those funds. 
but more interestingly, to help investors manage their downside risk uh, portfolio, we just launched new ETFs. We call them the Structural Outcome ETF. And one of them is the Buffer ETF, ticker ZOCT, ZOC uh, for October, which uh, seek to provide uh, investors for some peace of mind by eliminating, eliminating the first 15% loss of equity portfolio while allowing investors to remain invested in the market and participating in some upside. Those buffer products are structured such that at maturity, if the investor keep the product till the maturity, uh, the client portfolio experience no losses uh, if the market is down minus 15. It's only after the buffer loss is uh, breached that the client starts incurring any loss. And if a maturity, the market is down 20%, the client will be down only 5%. And on the upside, the client growth, portfolio growth with the market, and the, there's a cap to a participation of 10.5%. The way we create those buffer uh, structure is by buying one-year protective put that we fund by selling some upside call to make the whole structure cost-neutral. And for those who are familiar with our cover call solution, uh, you know, where we say that we sell the cover call to generate ca uh, cash flow and that we distribute as income, in the buffer structure, what we do there is we use the cash we generate uh, by selling upside cash, uh, upside op option to, to try to buy, uh, try and buy the downside protection. So, and given that... Uh, uh, given that uh, higher rates uh, and weaker growth is more, the most likely scenario in the foreseeable future in the market, uh, we should really strongly believe that uh, the buffer structure that we just launched are uh, just timely uh, will be an important tool and investor uh, uh, toolkit, if, if, if you will, to protect the portfolio uh, and while maintaining and you know, remaining equitized. Right, uh, and investor, even investor who want to have a tactical uh, protection, they can come into the buffer, uh, buffer uh, ETF, buy those, and keep them for the period they want to keep in their portfolio. And uh, same, the same goes through for investor who have uh, gain into their portfolio, want uh, to protect those gain. The buffer would allow them to stay invested, protect those gain, and uh, you know, have uh, peace of mind for foreseeable future. Great. Thanks, Charles, for that summary um, and a good update and a good shout out to our ETF. So just to summarize, that's our BMO um, Low Vol Canadian Equity ETF, ticker ZLB, and as well our U.S. version of that ZLU, which is the BMO Low Volatility U.S. Equity ETF. Uh, you also mentioned uh, ZEQ and ZUQ, which are our quality suite. So that's the BMO MSCI Europe High Quality Hedge to CAD Index ETF, ticker ZEQ, and then the U.S. version ZUQ, which is the BMO U.S. High Quality Index ETF. And then interestingly enough, you mentioned our recent launches, um, ZOC, which actually listed on Monday this week, um, ticker ZOCT, and that's the BMO U.S. Equity Buffer Hedge to CAD ETF-October. So thanks for that, Charles. Uh, next, Winnie, we're going to move over to you as well as our other recent launches. Um, aside from the buffer we just spoke about, we also launched a USD cash management ETF, ticker ZUCM. Can you tell us about it and how it complements our product suite? 
Could you also mention maybe how it fits into investors' fixed income portfolios, given the current economic environment? Absolutely. So our ultra-short-term bond ETFs and Canadian money market ETF have garnered a lot of interest and assets from investors uh, since the Fed started raising interest rate to combat inflation last year. Um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense since the market has been quite rocky uh, over the past 18 months or so. As we saw, both stock and bonds have lost money. Um, now consumers are stretched and um, investors are hungry for yields as the cost of funding a car, a house, or even a small credit card purchase have gone up. So as you just mentioned, we uh, just launched the uh, BMO US dollar uh, uh, cash management ETF, ZUCM, to complement our BMO money market fund ETF series, ZMMK, which invests in Canadian money market instruments, such as Canadian T-bills, bankers' acceptance, and uh, commercial paper. Whereas ZUCM, on the other hand, uh, is 100% invested in uh, U.S. Treasury bills. So these, these bills are fully backed by the U.S. government, and they're super liquid. So the goal of this ETF is to help investors to preserve their capitals, uh, ensuring high-level liquidity uh, while generating uh, regular monthly income. And honestly, I think it's a great addition to our ultra-short-term uh, bond product suite, especially given the current macro backdrop uh, for investors who want to remain defensive and limit their corporate bond exposure. The risk-return profile is very attractive, uh, you know, as the uh, yield curve remains inverted, and we expect it to stay that way for a while. So the fund currently has an average yield of 5.5%, with an average duration of less than half a year. I think it's a perfect place for investors to park their cash, and it's an amazing tool for them to de-risk their portfolios. Um, another benefit worth mentioning here, I think, is the built-in floating rate mechanism. So the T-bill yields typically move, like they move in lockstep with the central bank policy rates. That means if the Fed moves the overnight rate up another notch, that will be reflected in the yield of the bills. So um, that path should be smoothed out. And remember, again, during the uh, last FOMC meeting just two weeks ago, Powell signaled one more rate hike before the year ends. So whether or not you believe the Fed will stick to their words, I think it never hurt to keep the options open. So again, that's a great advantage of set UCM in, com in comparison to uh, locking GICs, where investors may lock in a lower return if the central bank raised interest rates again. Lastly, I want to uh, remind investors about other members of our uh, ultra-short-term bond ETF suites, which are the BMO ultra-short-term bond ETF, the set ST and uh, BMO Ultra Short Term US Bond ETF, ZUS. So these ETFs invest in high quality investment grade corporate bond in terms uh, with a terms of uh, maturity of less than one year. And they have similar built in floating rate mechanism just as ZUCM, uh, but with higher expected yields. So both of them are great tools for investors who uh, you know who are looking for higher yield than that of set UCM and set MMK while remaining defensive. Great, thanks, Winnie. Want to reduce the risk of market timing or increase near-term growth? Our new range of BMO structured outcome ETFs can help you dial down risk or dial up equity returns. 
To learn more, visit BMOETFs.com and search for tickers Z-O-C-T, Z-U-E-A, and Z-E-B-A. Charles, you mentioned uh, that certain sectors, particularly those in sensitive to interest rates, um, have been challenged and under pressure given the current environment. Can you maybe talk about how investors can play that and how they can help position their portfolios given the current environment? That's right. Those sector, very sensitive sector, utilities, again, the real estate, staple, and then bank. Uh, I've seen the you know valuation come down significantly, and they've been trading at the mid-year lows. And um, and since uh, rate are forecast to stay higher for longer, uh, there is a chance that the, the asset repricing in those sector and the return to higher performance are likely to take time, and those returns might be muted, uh, you know, if not range bound for some time. So. We've been thinking how we can help our client uh, stay invested in some of those uh, sectors, which is still very uh, long-term one. It's very uh, uh, you know, uh, defensive uh, sector to, to be in. So how, how do we uh, help our client stay invested? So we launched uh, two new uh, structure outcome uh, ETFs, uh, and we call them the Accelerator, uh, Ticker, Z-E-B-A, Ziba, uh, which actually allows uh, the uh, investor to be invested in the, the banking uh, sector, but double the return. Uh, because as I said before, uh, we believe that uh, banking sector has going to have uh, uh, some, some way to clean up uh, their balance the, the sheet and to see a better day. So uh, in between... Uh, while the client uh, will be waiting to see better fortune for those sector, uh, we created this. We created this product, which actually uh, allow an investor to double the return. So, how do we do this? Uh, we usually that well, what we do is we use our option expertise to manufacture the boosted performance, and the strategy itself is actually very simple. Uh, what we do is. Uh, we, we we buy the underlying ETF in uh, in the banking sector, and on top of that, we overlay a long position into a call option. So what's mean that uh, everything looks like we are now long twice the exposure to uh, to the to the to the banking sector. Should a bank perform uh, have a moderate uh, to low performance, those two long positions we have will double the return of the investor. So now, uh, to fund Wolf for the call that we buy to uh, to increase, to boost the return of a sector, we sell some upside call. So for those who are familiar with our cover call, what we do there again, you know, we sell some upside call and we collect some cash flow, we distribute as, as income. In the context of the, of the accelerator ETF, what we do, we use those cash flow to buy upside call to boost the underlying uh, uh, ETF performance. And uh, we believe that, uh, and again, uh, given uh, the sluggish uh, outlook into, uh, uh, into growth, uh, we think that those, uh, those ETF, those new accelerator ETF that we just launched will allow an investor to, uh, to double the return while they wait. We usually said, with uh, with uh, 
cover call, the regular cover call that uh, you you know you get paid to wait. With this new one, we said you double your return while you wait. So, and we believe that uh, this is going to be uh, something going to help investor into uh, you know improving their uh, performance while not taking additional risk into uh, into the into the market. And uh, for the current. Uh, Ziba Accelerator ETF that's going to expire in three months. Uh, that means in December, uh, we we have a cap which is set at six point six. So let's say the market goes up three uh, percent by the, ad, the end of the term, the end of uh, at the maturity of of the three months, you will have double your uh, investment. So uh, we recommend uh, investor look at this uh, new ETF and, and see how they can incorporate those into their portfolio education. Great. Thanks, uh, Charles. So that's our new uh, Accelerator ETF, which is uh, the BMO Canadian Bank Accelerator ETF, ticker ZEBA. So that one uh, bundled with everything else also launched earlier this week. So um, encourage you all to take a look at that. Um, with that, those are all the questions that we have for this week. Uh, I just want to, again, thank Winnie and Charles for providing some great insight and uh, providing our listeners with a good overview of some of the recent products that we just launched. And with that, I will wish everyone a great day, a great long weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you to Mackenzie Box, Winnie Jang, and Charles Missy for joining us on the BMO ETFs podcast. Today, we heard about the BMO U.S. Aggregate Bond Index ETF, ticker ZUAG, which invests in a diversified portfolio of U.S. bonds, with about 90% rated A and above. Our experts also discussed the central bank's higher for longer rate path. The BMO Low Volatility Canadian Equity ETF, ticker ZLB, is designed to provide exposure to a low beta-weighted portfolio of Canadian stocks. For more information about the other ETFs discussed in this podcast, check out the episode notes, contact your regional BMO ETF specialist, or visit the ETF Center at BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFS.com. Views from the Desk has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Commissions, management fees, and expenses, if any, all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or prospectus before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. BMO Global Asset Management is a brand name under which BMO Asset Management Inc. and BMO Investments Inc. operate.